0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. It was a low vibrato. So that's what I'm figuring out. The difference between uh, Ethel Merman and Oprah's vibrato is Ethel's is higher and Oprah's is lower.
1: That's a good observation.
0: Mm -hmm. Welcome to the program. Man, have we got a show for you. Here's the deal. A little shout out to my beautiful queen at the transmission store. What a shop as they're slowly trying to take advantage of her. Uh, amazing thing. It's amazing thing. It's, it's, uh, apparently we've had an ignition in that car for, I don't know, seven years. Wow. Never had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Never. I just drove to San Diego, started mm-hmm. it every time. Got to the transmission shop. Whoa. Starter's not working.
1: Whoa. Right
0: after they took it out on the road.
1: Whoa. When they came
0: back, it wouldn't start again. Weird.
2: <laughs> Weird. What a coincidence!
0: It's a coincidence, and then it's leaking oil.
3: Oh, is what
0: they told her. Except, it's not because our garage has no leaks. We're leak free in the garage, so, where, where it's where that car sits every huh. day. But and then they say it's not oil. I'm like leaking oil. You mean like transmission fluid? Because we're having problems with our transmission. And then they're like, later they told, oh yeah, it's not oil. It's fluid. Transmission fluid.
1: Oh. So they so get those
2: mixed up a lot?
0: Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't Maybe inspire Maybe that's why it wouldn't start because they yeah. put
1: oil in your transmission. I know.
0: I'm not going to name names, but this is a transmission shop in Utah.
2: Well, how many of those? I know, and it's in be? Sandy.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. Way to get specific. That's why you <laughs> should never names. try to take advantage of Matt No, wife. because I have, I have all of Sirius
0: Radio backing me. It's true. We know where you live. But here's the crazier thing. It's a transmission on a car. I'm not going to name the car, but it's a Suburban. (laughs) And amazingly, it's a 100,000-mile transmission, apparently, because it went out right about 100,000 miles.
1: Wow. Which
0: is weird because apparently that's when the warranty goes out, too.
1: Oh. We're
0: we're, we're on the border. We're finding out. We need a lawyer. Do you know any lawyers, Juan? I do. Because you are not a lawyer.
2: Right. I'm not a lawyer. Do you know any
0: third-year law students that would – oh, they're not lawyers yet.
2: But Mm -hmm. complete – sidetrack but yeah. the third year law students can actually practice law under the guidance of an attorney yeah. if it's a misdemeanor case. Well, that would be this. Well. That means they have their law permit, right? Yeah.
4: Something
0: it's like, like a driving? learning
4: permit. Uh, right. It's like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's cool. Does the does the the fellow
0: does the attorney have to sit with the lawyer in the court everywhere they go? I think so, yeah. Don't they
2: have to like be attached some
0: nope. way by like say, a tether. i
2: going there's a leash. a leash or something. Yeah. The yeah.
1: leash baby kind of. <laughs> syndrome. They,
2: you have to get them custom made, but yeah.
1: Little yeah. monkey backpack with. Them. Well,
0: call me when I want. I want you when you're there. I want to have your first case. I want to be your first case, Juan.
1: I'll do something to Matt so you can do me.
0: Hey, today this is actually this actually is a great segue. Uh, we're talking about entitlement. Uh huh. Because, but there's a lot of people that think they're entitled to things, you know. So those shops
1: so, are entitled to well they, yeah, take like advantage taking of advantage.
0: Like you had an $80 oil change yeah. when, when you really just wanted
1: I wanted a you were there normal to just oil have change. Your car I was washed. like I just need an oil change. Yeah. That's like $25. So he, you, they thought he they were comes and he to was about. like it's 95 and I was like no way.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You must have bought the really nice filter. <sighs> the one that's like uh Crumpy. allergen-free <laughs> filter. Yeah.
2: The organic
5: filter. Yeah, yeah. yeah my yeah. car's
1: very yeah. very yeah. It's like yeah, it's hypo- like hypoallergenic so
0: it's brilliant. It's, it's, it's not like a manufactured filter. It's as if you just had a thousand fern plants that you could push air through.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Stacked on top of each This is too much, too much car talk for me.
2: <laughs> we should, uh, that's hey, a different show.
0: Men, hey, write a note, Sean. Let's start a car show.
1: Okay. <laughs> and I'll take this one. Because
0: I know a lot about cars.
1: And I'll take over this one because I know a lot about-
0: You want the Maddie Townsend show. Yeah. Again, you'd have to either be my daughter or my daughter-in-law.
1: Oh, I'll work on that.
0: That was close. Um, Here's the deal. (laughs) So on the show today, we're talking entitlement. And apparently, it's not even apparent, but it's real. Kids are becoming, and humans, I think all, everybody is becoming more and more entitled. But our kids especially, they seem to be going crazy because they don't get their toy. They don't get their allowance. And our own Maddie, by the way, I don't know how Maddie was assigned this topic. (laughs) I think it just resonates.
1: Oh, my. You're so mean. But.
0: Are you in? Do you have an entitlement issue?
1: No, you do. That's why I'm here to oh. help you.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you've been doing some research trying to find yeah. stories of entitled children. So
1: what I have is some news stories to kind of get the ground, get us on the, our feet on the ground running, so we can see what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the day. Okay. So, for example, this woman says, "I have six grandchildren and cannot afford to give them all money when in college." And I feel that if I do it for one, I should do it for all of them. And my son keeps saying, I know you have money. Can you please pay my son $600 while he's in college? He really needs your help. Okay. And so this, he's saying this to his mom so about son her saying grandson. To, yeah.
0: pay, you so need this to is pay. a
1: full, uh, an adult man telling his mother, yeah, yeah. you need to help pay for my grandson, like twisting your grandson her arm. who's in college. Come on, Grandma. Crazy, right? Yeah.
0: See, that's...
1: Entitlement, right that's there. Because he he's still deserving of his mom's money, does, and his kids are. Too. Does he
0: not know that the government will give you free money to go to school? <laughs> Just ask one. Free Juan. money. <laughs> it's not free. Okay, <laughs> really expensive money to go to school. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's entitlement. That's a multi generational entitlement problem. Yeah, that's problem. not
1: even kids. Here's a kid one though. Yeah. Um, she was. Dr- this lady says she was driving and she gave a homeless man some donuts that they'd bought. And my daughter started screaming, "No, that's mine!" And she said, "She was like, I don't want to give him my donuts to this homeless guy." And so the homeless man was like, "Here, we'll just take him back. I don't want him anymore." Just give me cash. And so she had a long talk with her daughter that night about sharing and what's hers and what's not hers. That's a good lesson. Buy the donuts. That's a good lesson. weren't hers at all.
0: (laughs) You know, that's a great lesson. Did the mom still give the homeless guy something? Because what a neat guy yeah. who's willing to teach this well, no. daughter. Well, no. He was
1: like, I don't want the donuts. But the the little girl didn't get any donuts either.
0: See? Beautiful. Did the mom eat the donuts?
1: I, I don't. I didn't I didn't find out what she did with the Let's donuts. Let's just finish but, the story.
0: The mom ate the donuts okay, in perfect. front of the daughter. In front of the
1: daughter. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah So l- another one. This woman says, "I can't recall my child having a memorable, ungrateful moment. However, I do remember my ex-husband storming out of his parents' home one year because they had spent more on our daughter than they had spent on him."
0: Oh wow! Wow! So wow!
1: There's another.
0: That's that's where I have seen it. I have seen it. Big entitlement in divorce um, mediations. I've seen a lot of entitlement issues. Oh, I bet. Hmm. Yeah. Keep going.
1: All right. The two girls sued their mom for fifty thousand dollars for emotional distress because she didn't take her daughter to a car show, haggled over the amount to spend on party dresses, and failed to send care packages while her kids were in college.
2: Oh man, fifty thousand? Did I hear you
1: right? Five zero thousand? Fifty thousand. Oh, I think it's worth and a lot more than that. they're suing their mom for not spending enough on their prom dress. Hold on, can we do that? Care packages.
5: How old are these girls?
1: They're past college. Yeah. After college, they sued their mom for not sending them care packages while they were in college.
0: Who doesn't have a right to sue their mother, though?
1: Nobody has a right to sue their mother ever. We all have ever, a case. Ever, I mean, if ever. you think
0: about it, every one of us has a case.
1: Well, I hope your mom and is listening our father, and she Because that's two people. That's two
0: lawsuits
2: at 50 grand. To, you could make 100 grand just on your parents. See, that's the problem. It's that kind of attitude that's dragging this country down.
1: <laughs> You're ruining everything. You now. can't
0: trust any. But see, that, again, entitlement that they owe you, mom and dad. Yeah, they owe don't you.
1: owe you anything. They gave you life.
0: Don't we have a. Um, so we have a. I want a, a Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel.
1: Jimmy Kimmel does this really funny thing where he had parents talk about taking away. They, t- they told their kids they ate their Halloween candy. They really hadn't. Okay. They told their kids, we ate your Halloween candy. And these are some of. The reactions of bad kids that are really entitled, and kids that maybe have learned a good lesson. Okay.
0: But, you
3: eat any more of candy. but it's gone. <laughs> I'm so They're sorry, kicking
2: the guys. bed.
3: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can you hear my
1: the wailing? So
0: Oh, and that one's like 20.
1: She, she's like 12 and. Never want to go to Virginia oh. again! Oh, wow. I'm sorry, Sierra, for eating all your candy. That's our
3: candy. Alright. She's just jumping you. up and down. Two. I ate it. It's alright.
1: Just want you to feel happy. How sweet.
2: How sweet is that? Candy. Are you mad at me? No.
1: I'm
2: just. You just stop. Uh, yeah. But when is the next
1: Halloween? We can shoot my candy. Oh, that's cute. I love you. So She's, there you have it. That's
2: cute.
0: Some kids are very healthy.
1: Some kids, when, when they say, I ate your Halloween candy, they go crazy. Oh, yeah. And this girl's like 12 and she goes, I never want to go trick or treating again.
0: I know. Well, so angry. I've seen the exact same response in one of our team meetings. <laughs> when somebody took somebody else's horns away <laughs> some of you listeners may remember a few days ago that Sean O'Neill our executive producer went and um did a movie review on Maleficent mm-hmm. what's it called maleficent mm-hmm. yeah good job maleficent and had some of those uh hair what the, uh, horns from Jody what's her name Angelina Jolie. Jo- Angelina Angelina awesome. Jolie. I yeah, I don't know the whole story. It's just a paper hat. It's a paper hat, but it looks yeah. like it looks, it looks like antelope like you have horns, horns. On your head. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got the antelope horns for your daughter. Mm-hmm. And then oh, four daughters. For, four daughters. for your four daughters. And how many daughters do you really have? Well, so you, but so you got five pair.
2: I well, I got six cuz I have one in my office.
0: Okay, that's awkward. He had six pair and he kept one for himself. Mm-hmm weird um, but then you brought one pair extra and you gave it you had a chance to give it to anyone on the team
2: and you gave it to the only female member
0: yeah, of the team
1: yeah Sean and I are we have a special friendship as part of our work relationship Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm just enabling her entitlement you yeah. are
0: exactly <laughs> and then no
1: I'm the only girl Sean feels bad for me but
0: let's say what happened let's tell everyone what happened
1: so Mike took them
0: and tell them I what gave you did them today.
1: I
5: thought, to girl. I thought it was a gift. I thought it was a gift. You said, took. Hey, you took Mike. Her... This, is, this is exactly how it went. Hey, Mike, it'd be funny if you. T- I told them I was seeing the movie. Hey, it'd be really funny if you took those uh, and wore them. So I did.
1: And I didn't mean give them away to a. different girl. And then you girl. gave them
5: to a different I girl. Totally misinterpreted. It what sounds she meant. miscommunication.
0: This. I, this sounds like a lot of entitlement. <laughs> People that feel entitled to certain things. Well, aren't,
1: Don't you feel entitled to this show a little bit, Matt?
0: Not really. This show can come it has and has your go. name on it. I know, but you know what? They can change my name. <laughs> they, they've already hired a Maddie. Yes, they have. I'm one. If you marry my son, I'm one marriage away from you having this show. The Maddie Townsend Show. But then Mike <laughs> felt entitled to give it to the girl. Now this girl feels entitled to wear it all over town.
1: If she doesn't, she doesn't appreciate it Correct.
0: <sighs> Entitlement. <laughs> this is why we're losing your generation. <laughs> we're losing the millennials. But uh, it's not just millennials. Entitlement is an issue for our children, our family. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Dr. Jonathan Swinton is going to be joining us. Licensed marriage family therapist, a relationship expert. He's going to talk to us about entitlement, how you handle the problem of entitlement with your children and maybe with your radio staff. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking entitlement. We're trying to solve, in fact, we're going to have to have the good Dr. Jonathan Swinton help us with this one about the horns. Um, the Maleficent horns that have been taken away, ripped from the hands of Maddie Richards, abruptly ruining all of her dreams and costume parties that she was going, where she was going to wear those fake paper horns. And then Michael Pond took them taking him to a lovely friend as a gesture of goodwill, possible courtship, according to the Duggars, and there you have it, entitlement. Hey, joining us right now, Jonathan Swinton. He's he's a full-fledged doctor, Ph.D. in licensed marriage and family therapist. He's a relationship expert. He's been on the show before, and uh, he's here to help us today. By the way, he's, he's a, he, he has a counseling business. If you go to his website, swintoncounseling.com, you can go uh, check out. He's got a lot of stuff he's written, tools. He's the real deal. But we wanted him to come help us. Jonathan, welcome to the show first. Hey, thanks. I'm happy to be here. We, um, entitlement. I don't know if you're noticing this, it seems to be taking over our kids. Kids can't even, lose their, they can't even lose their candy without having a fit.
4: Oh, you're, you're right. You know, part of me doesn't want it to end. It keeps me in business. Well, I know. Right? You,
0: you're going to put your kids through <laughs> college, which they're entitled to. You're going to exactly. pay your
4: way through it. What, okay, first of all, just explain to us, what is entitlement? I mean, you're seeing it in your practice. Well, you know, the way I like to, to define entitlement is, is a culture that is about what's in it for me. Oh, yeah. You know, and and we see it with adults. We see it increasingly, I think, with kids where people are so focused on what they want, what they get, what they deserve. Yeah. And it takes over everything for them.
0: Well, and kids kind of inherently should be a little self-focused, right? That's just their nature, right, to worry about themselves. Sure. But absolutely. there comes a point where they also need to learn to worry about others and to worry about and to kind of extend. And I guess that some of it happens with age. But if it doesn't, we have teenagers that are super entitled. We have a whole country that's entitled.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, there's been a lot of research done on this. It's been increasing in prevalence steadily for decades. Has it? Yeah. Is it our wealth? What is it? Well, the best research I've found suggests that it's actually because we're surrounded so much with really elegant, intelligent marketers. That's it. Who who focus on trying to convince us of of three things. First, that we want something. Yeah, he wants it. And then then it moves to, no, I need this thing. (laughs) Yeah. But then this is where the danger comes it moves to, I deserve it. You
0: deserve it. In fact, so because those are all different the want, the need versus the
4: deserve. Yeah, and it's, it's sort of a process, I think, people go through. And marketers know this. this is what they can, can try to convince everybody of. Watch any commercial during a kid's television oh, show. Please. You know, I and know. Especially yeah. at
0: Christmas time.
4: <laughs> absolutely.
0: You deserve Well, and it's interesting because it almost seems like want, need, deserve. Those seem to be going to different levels of um, kind of just inherent selfishness. Like it, from everybody should want things. Sure, absolutely. But deserve does. means...
4: You 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 get it. You're going to get it because you deserve it. You get what you deserve. Absolutely. You know it's also related to the way people are starting to shift how they view the people that are close to them, particularly with kids. You know, I don't know about you. When I was a kid, I mean, there were expectations of me. I had respect for my parents, (laughs) and and they taught me to respect them. Oh yeah. So much now, kids are starting to see their parents as a service provider. That's huge. Who, who is there to provide for me what yeah. I deserve.
0: Or to drive carpool. <laughs> it,
4: to get you to the next activity. Absolutely. That you could then enjoy. Yeah. It's, get, get me to the activity. Buy me the new iPhone, whatever. That's
0: pitiful. You know what I feel like sometimes as a parent? Do you remember Richie Rich? Wasn't there a show and a cartoon? Yeah. yeah. I feel like now I'm, this, I'm not the parent of Richie Rich, because I would never be that rich. <laughs> I'm more of the servant provider. I'm providing transport. I'm the butler.
4: Absolutely. To my children.
0: Absolutely. And they're like, I help them pick out their clothes. I help them buy their clothes. I then shuttle them where they need
4: to go. Yeah. I then um, write a check of some sort. Yeah. And parents don't realize how much they're enabling the whole process to happen. Oh. Uh. You know, I hear so many parents tell me, well, but, you know, today's day and age is different. They'll say things like, to compete in high school sports, they need to be able to go to 25,000 baseball games when they're, you know, five years old. Yeah. And, um, parents really allow this slowly to happen and they don't realize it. And I, I think they come by it out of good intention, yeah. honestly. They, I think they're afraid that That's, they're going to stifle their kids. Don't you think it is fear? Yeah.
0: but So fear is is kind of a cruddy way to try to lead your family.
4: <laughs> well, it, sure, but fear is the most powerful emotion. Oh, it right? is. So
0: then all of a sudden it has me overpaying, overcompensating, overscheduling right. in an effort to not miss any opportunities. Right. Huh. And
4: they think, you know, if I'm in a position where I could stifle my child or I could upset them or I could make them not feel as close to me, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. They're afraid. That, about putting their foot down. And oh. I don't know about you. Again, I'm not trying to, to I paint put the my picture of perfect too parents. But, you know, my parents put their foot down. Oh, you yeah. Know.
0: Well, look how you turned out. I know. Pretty awesome, right? Hot. You're a doctor, for crying <laughs> out loud. You, um, But it really is. It's This fear thing is probably a big deal. How did you yourself get into the idea or, you know, studying entitlement? Well, is, is there something about...
4: You Are you just seeing it as a parent? Is that what's making you think, I've got to study this more? Or is it just you're seeing it in practice? Well, certainly both. Um, I, I think I really came to it's, you know, it came to my attention when I started working with couples and families. And I saw these couples who were sacrificing everything about themselves to do whatever their kids wanted them to do. Yeah. And they didn't have any time for each other. They uh, didn't have any time for themselves. Um, and I then I also saw this big common shift in in couples, and I've seen it increasing in prevalence where they, they focus on what's in, what's in it for me and the relationship that they're in. Mm. So I started looking it up, and there's an amazing researcher named uh, William Doherty. He's published yeah. some great, great uh, trade books. Um, if anyone who's listening wants to, to read them, they're, they're great. Um, he has this fabulous book called Take Back Your Marriage hmm. where he talks all about how uh, – Today's society is being driven more and more and more by consumerism, yeah. that what's in it for me culture. And he is the one who actually drew that connection between marketing and advertising and then transferring into um, how we view our relationships from relationships that are about me putting the other person first to slowly shifting to what I want from the relationship to what I need and then what I deserve. What a scary thought, though, that a relationship is becoming a consumable Absolutely. That's the way people see it.
0: Now it's just transitory. So you're you're only as good to me as your ability to provide what I need. Absolutely. And after that, we just flush it and get the next one.
4: Yeah. It's really sad. That is tragic. But I have couples say this to me all the time. They'll say, well, but I don't feel about them like I used to. I'm not happy with them. I've fallen out of love. Absolutely. And they think if they explain that to me, I'm going to say, oh, well, no problem. Just throw your family down the drain, right? Isn't that interesting?
0: (laughs) I always laugh about that because we don't fall out of love with grandma.
4: You don't go to your grandma and you're like, Grandma, "Grandma,
0: it's not you, it's me. (laughs) I love you. I'm just not in love with you, Grandma. So we got to let you go. Yeah, you can't be my grandma. Isn't that weird? But so we don't, but we think we see it as a different love. Yeah. But the reality is, we've even heard some examples this morning or earlier on the show that we're not getting compensated. If I'm not going to get my money from my grandma, why am I going to go see Grandma? Exactly.
4: And it's happening everywhere.
0: Okay. Oh, those kids! See, they need a whooping. <laughs> well, You're I don't the think that'll guy. maybe fix not a problem either. <laughs> we need a, we need a model, don't we? We need a parenting model, something that can teach and teach people to be responsible. Absolutely. And 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 also able to say no.
4: Yeah. Like yeah. there's there comes a point you shouldn't have everything you want. It's huge. I mean, when in life, when these kids are going to be adults, do they get everything they want? Never, never. I don't. No. I, nope. Hey, uh, the owner of the Clippers. I mean what's his name?
0: (laughs) Give me a name. Sterling. Donald Sterling. Donald Donald Sterling's not getting everything he wants.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore, anyways, right? So he's
0: getting two billion bucks, but he's not gonna have the team.
4: Hmm? Yeah. That's just not the way life works. It doesn't.
0: But in an entitled mind, they're not that's just a technicality. Yeah. They're they're just gonna get what
4: they want. Yeah. And they are gonna kick and scream until they do it. And parents teach their kids that this is the way it works from the day they're born. Oh, yeah. When that little baby is sobbing their lungs out and you just need to get an hour of sleep and you've been holding them for five straight hours, it is actually healthy for that child to learn some self-coping S- self, strategies, Self-soothing. Huh? Absolutely. Walk and away. Walk that, away. That parent who never walks away and always responds, who has the power, mm-hmm. right? You're yes. teaching that kid that as long as you scream loud enough, I'm going to do it. And by the way, you're entitled yeah. to be held.
0: Yeah. All night long,
4: absolutely. Because <laughs> what if I'm going to damage my child by not holding them all night long? Right. Well, okay. So move that forward.
0: That same child then is entitled to be held all night long in his marriage. Yeah, and he's going to cry if he doesn't, and absolutely. that, and then the, and he's entitled that even when his wife is sick. And hurt and down and unable, then he's entitled, by golly, to go get his affection elsewhere. The reality is we're creating a monster. Huge. An entitled monster. And then you get a lobby together. And then with your (laughs) lobby, you can go lobby for the entitlement. People need to be held. Right. Okay, we're coming back. Dr. Jonathan Swinton's joining us. Go check out his website, swintoncounseling.com. He's got shops everywhere. He's like... He's... He's like the subway sandwich of marriage counseling. That's kind of a bad analogy, but you got are <laughs> better all over. than subway but sandwiches. You're but they'll make it right in front of you. They'll make your marriage work right in front of you. Dr. Jonathan Swinton's joining us. We're coming back. We're talking entitlement. We're going to blow it up. Give you some tools for how to handle an entitled child, maybe a parent a little more effectively. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. back everybody to the Matt Townsend show Jonathan Swinton in the house PhD licensed marriage family therapist and uh you know father friend neighbor he's doing it all that sounds good this sounds really good and uh and also you know you do you have children Jonathan that have this entitlement bug
4: well or have you squashed I'm it I'm trying really hard to squash that bug <laughs> Get it out of –
0: part of it is – I mean, don't you think like a three- or four-year-old, they, they're kind of just selfish? Sure.
4: It's, mm-hmm. it's developmentally appropriate for them to think about yeah. themselves. But, but you can still teach them. Absolutely. In fact, that's when you got to start. you got to right. start. Like I mentioned, you got to start from day one with these kids. Well, you don't have to. It's
0: just a lot harder. <laughs> it's a lot harder if you don't. Well, tell me how it goes, okay? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just easier to fix it while they're young. Okay, so how do – where does it come from? Does it just come from them
4: never having a consequence, never having to be responsible? Or where is this coming from? Well, like you just said, you know, for a three- or four-year-old, right, it's natural for them to be selfish. Well, you're exactly right. Developmentally, it is very age-appropriate for young kids to focus on themselves. But that doesn't mean at those young ages they still can't learn to be respectful. Right. Um, And so when parents just allow... And say, oh well they're young. I mean how many times do you hear that, right? They're oh, just yeah. kids. Don't, it's, they'll, what's they'll the big deal? They'll grow out of it, right?
0: <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> they're not growing out of it. And by right? the
0: way, but that's coming from a that's coming from a, an LMFT, a licensed marriage family therapist who sees this
4: every day. Absolutely. They're not coming out of it. They're not. They're not. It's sticking until their marriage and then they're in my office and I'm trying to fix it then. Which again is good for business. Sure. So if you want to keep me in you know, well but m- most employed. people would rather just not keep
0: you employed, but instead would stop it, nip it in the bud absolutely so what what do we do?
4: What do we do as a parent to start to push back two big keys? you know the one thing I like to focus on the most is setting boundaries you know that you need to set rules with kids that they have to follow that there are natural, appropriate punishments for there are rewards when they follow through with them. Um, and those boundaries have to revolve around these entitlement type behaviors. You know, for example, you know, how many parents out there when they're driving in the car with their spouse, you know, they're in the front of the minivan and there are five kids screaming in the back and they're saying, <laughs> mommy, mommy, mommy or daddy, daddy, daddy. Right. How many times did the parents stop their conversation and just respond to the kids? Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to do because you've got to respond to your kids. But right. if that's what you're always doing, you're sending that message that whatever you want is more important than whatever I was doing. OK, so how do you correct that? Because I'd say, shut up, <laughs> which is so wrong. I know it is. So <laughs> well, who out there hasn't done that? Yeah.
0: Right? So so instead, I guess I, I guess you just keep talking.
4: You, you do. You turn you, to him. and you, you say, you, we're talking. You ignore the behavior. Yeah because even respond every time you respond to it
0: you're still just enhancing you're still it.
4: responding to it yeah. and then they know they have they know if they pull that string yep. they've got you even if it doesn't mean you're responding the way they want they still have got your attention so I'm not uh. saying you know, that's, that's, that's one example, yeah. but, but setting boundaries and learning with your kids, okay, if you're realizing that your, your child is starting to drift a little bit in some of these entitlement areas, you need to set boundaries in those areas and talk to the kids so they know what those boundaries are.
0: Well, and it's not being mean. No. You're actually being loving because these kids are going to run into boundaries. Absolutely. Their boundaries are going to beat them down. Am I correct, Juan, in law school? yes
2: okay see <laughs> law school itself will beat you down
0: but there's boundaries you can't
2: yeah, cheat well the end of the semester <clears> that's a... what you're talking about <laughs> but until then you're kind of stuck it's yeah.
4: true that's the way life is you can't call your boss up one day and say hey you know what can you just give me a five thousand dollar raise yeah you know right? i kind of i kind of yeah. want to buy this thing you know and then kick and scream and you know spin in circles on the floor of walmart when that doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. right and wax walmart's floor you can't do that that's right. true. It, life's not there's a there's a
0: law, It's not
4: there's a harvest. Absolutely, pay your price. And and so many parents, again, I think out of a good motivation to not want to stifle their kids, to seem like they're being mean, or, yeah, or being that's it. Worrying about scarring them for life or something, um, they don't they don't set those boundaries. But parents don't need to be afraid of that. Yeah, because the reality is, if they are always showing forth a lot of love and care to their kids and they're there for them in the times they really have to be there for them.
0: They're not going to damage good. their
4: relationship by setting those boundaries. It,
0: it is. It's that fear, though, that we think we think a boundary then makes us kind of not their friend, right?
4: And and honestly, that's I, I actually don't mind. That's that, a good boundary. Don't yeah, be their because friend because you shouldn't be their friend. Yeah, the parent and the friend are different things. Yeah, there are certainly moments when you need to be a friend and, and a connection to your child at any age. Yeah, but the parent-child relationship, at least when they're still at home. Um, it's not a friend no. relationship. And the kids will kick and scream. Of course they will. That's the You train them to do that. Yeah. The human brain doesn't finish developing fully until about age 24.
0: Okay, by the way, just a testimony on that. As I look at my staff here, many of whom are not yet 24. Sorry, I'm 26. Guys. I didn't so. mean to. You know, fully
4: great.
5: formed and developed. But Mike, how old are you? I'm
0: 24. Okay. So you're about so, there. He's there, right? <laughs> Except he gave the horns away to somebody else. Um Okay, I agree. I digress. Keep going. So We're just doing a check. I'm just doing an age check. <laughs> I won't check Aaron and the rest, but okay. They're ignoring well, me. The right?
4: ra- what I was trying to get at is this, this basic idea that they will never fully understand how the, you know, the reason you need to hold these boundaries, the benefit of holding these boundaries until they're at least 24. Um, Or perhaps really until they have their own kids, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until they, yeah, until they really have dealt with it. <laughs> absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So you can't be afraid. If, if the kid is kicking and screaming, that's an opportunity. If you're trying to teach him a lesson, the minute you give in to that, whew, man, who mm-hmm. has the power at home now? Oh, for sure. Who has been entitled?
0: So is that what's going on every time we are at Walmart and we're seeing a mother <laughs> battle her child? Yes. That is really a moment of entitlement yeah. where we're gonna have to break that child like a Mustang.
4: Absolutely. These places like Walmart, I mean they know this, right? That's why they put the toys right where the kid can grab it, right? Oh, yeah. Right at the checkout, all those Oh and there's no are boundaries right there.
0: There's no boundaries. Right. Right. See, don't you think they need carts? You know how they have little nets around trampolines? <laughs> do you think they need a cart that they can just net the kid in That's so his arms idea. can't stick That's out? a great
4: idea. But really what parents need to do, they need to realize that if their kid's screaming their lungs out at the grocery store and they're thinking, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Man, stick with it. Yeah. Let that kid scream because every other parent there is saying, oh, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> That's so true.
0: That is so true.
4: Oh, that reminded
0: me of me yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's not my child. My child doesn't act like that. Or how many times as a parent have we looked at other parents and thought, would you do something with that kid? (laughs) Absolutely. Or tell that kid no. Somebody needs to tell that kid no. Sean?
2: Before I had kids, I did.
0: Did you before you had kids? Now that you have kids, you're like, ugh, just stay out of it. (laughs) Get out of their way. You don't want to be a part of that. So boundaries are huge. Huge. And we can't be afraid to do it.
4: We've got to set a firm boundary. We can move. We can adjust. Absolutely. And you should. Those boundaries need to shift all the time. You should have really an open book on that because kids change. Kids start to do well in certain things. You don't need to worry about those boundaries so much. You pick a new one. But don't pick a, a zillion of them. Pick a handful of them. Right, right. You know, And work on those with the kid. Um, and then the other thing is expect respect. I mean, I think that's the little thing I always tell parents, expect respect from your kids. Kids don't have any idea how much their parents do for them. Oh. I mean, even now, I have no idea everything my parents did for me when yeah. I was a little kid. Um, and kids need to learn to respect their parents because the reality is the world works on respect. You, you get and keep jobs based on respect. You, mm-hmm. you get and stay into good college Programs based on respect, and teaching them that will be so much more valuable than the fear of of making them feel sad for an afternoon. it's uh
0: when I think of that i I think of like some of the shows our kids are watching where the parents are just goofballs, <laughs> yeah they're just useless jokes, and um, no wonder they don't respect us. Oh, yeah. So I, you bring he,
4: up a great point. I I talk about it with clients all the time. What TV show out there do you see a child respecting their parents? I really think that through. I I can't think of one. Mm-mm. But they just kind of are always rolling their eyes
0: and the parents are just comedic relief.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: The Duggars. We just had the Duggers on the show. They respect their parents. I mean that I mean they, there's 19 of them But they're like <laughs> but there's some serious respect. They have to respect. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. You'll be, you I don't have want 19 of them turning on night.
0: you. But it's um it's it's interesting, isn't it? The respect, you can't force respect. No. But you can condition it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you shouldn't force it. That's yeah. not going to work with kids. You need to make them feel that you, you do have their best interest at heart. But the big thing is that you love them no matter what. If they're always feeling that, even though they'll say, how can you love me? And whatever they're sobbing hysterically, you know, you're doing a good thing for them. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, you
0: are. Yeah. And again, eventually they'll respect that maybe.
4: (laughs) Well, you'll get a call when their five-year-old is throwing a tantrum and they'll say, I'm so sorry, mom, for whatever I did. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's so true. You were such a loving mother. Can you come help me with these children? So respect and boundaries. Yeah. And expecting it. And then um, what do you do? What do you do in a tantrum? So give me a moment like when the kid's throwing the gimme, gimme, gimme tantrum. (sighs) Let's do let's do different ages. Like okay. the, let's do like just the the under
4: 10-year-old throwing the fit at the store. Okay. Under 10-year-old throwing the fit at the store. Okay. And and this is a problem with this kid. He has this problem that he always feels he deserves something at the yeah. store. I'm going to have oh, that yeah. qualification. Yeah. Right? You don't give it to him. You let him flip out. You let him kick and scream and spin yeah. in circles on the floor. And do you walk away? Do you look
0: at him? Do you – because I'd be sitting there thinking – I, uh, everyone's looking at me like I got to do something here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, the reality is, the best thing you can do is just ignore it. Yeah, because at some point they're going to give up. Because the, these things happen when parents give in five or ten percent of the time. They think, well, That's I it. usually don't give in, but That's right it. now we're really in a hurry, so yeah. I've got to do it. If you if you fail five or ten percent of the time at just ignoring that behavior, y- you're toast. You conditioned him to go. Absolutely, to... he knows if he kicks and yeah. screams loud enough, he's going to get take that. Yeah, little he knows you're a your weakling. Right?
0: He knows your weak spot is socially looking good. Absolutely. So he throws a fit publicly. Absolutely. You're just
4: mush. Yeah. You know, to use a little personal example, love my son to death. I have the most adorable little four-year-old son. Over the weekend, he's throwing this huge tantrum because he wanted us to sing him a song before he went to bed. Well, we'd already done that, right? Yeah, and He wanted song. more. He wanted more. Well, he decided that he needed two songs. Well, <laughs> he was past his bedtime. We weren't going to put no, up with that. No. and so what did he do? He melted down for a full thirty minutes. He was kicking, screaming in yeah. his room. He was an angel the next day. I got to tell you, was we he? didn't give in. Yeah.
0: See, that's he's a diva. <laughs> he's a divo. He's yeah, a divo right. Swinton. But you didn't give in, and when you didn't give in. He learned. He did. We're not doing that. He
4: did. I, I walked up to his door several times when he was kicking and screaming my name. I said, I love you, buddy. I love you, buddy. I told him that through the door. Yeah. It's time for bed.
0: You know what? You just should have sung him a song. I love you. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to win. See, and uh, some parents would threaten, oh, it sounds like someone wants to die. Yeah. And then they'd go crazy. Yeah, that's, that's not, not the way now. to do it. No,
4: definitely
0: not. We're talking with Dr. Jonathan Swinton. Uh, PhD, licensed marriage family therapist. He's teaching us how to make sure we're not entitling the little ones. And again, when we come back from the break, I want to talk about how to make sure we're not entitling the big ones. These teenagers, these college students, a lot of people that maybe still haven't picked up the message. What should we be teaching? This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. There's the hoedown music. Joining us in the hoedown today, Dr. Jonathan Swinton, Ph.D., Licensed Marriage Family Therapist from SwintonCounseling.com. Go on their website, check out uh, all the good stuff they're doing. Free seminars, weekly relationship tips. They've got the whole deal. And uh, he's walking us through um, a kind of a basic parenting issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a plague. (laughs) It <laughs> seems to be taking over the world. It is. It's a basic issue, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. You and know. It, it really is a parent's problem. This isn't – children will naturally want
4: to be selfish and entitled. They will. They will. Who and, wouldn't? And if you let them be, then that's how they're going to turn out. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is a parent's responsibility to nip that. As much as they want to blame their kid. Oh, I just have one of those kids.
0: Oh, my kids. They're just like their father.
4: <laughs> well, maybe they are, right? But what's so funny is the father is <laughs> sitting right there like, huh? You talking about me?
0: <laughs> Bring me a beer. And then all of a sudden, the entitled husband's like, anyway, yeah. off we go. Um, so, that, by the way, that dramatization was brought to you by Matt Townsend. I like to do a little acting on the show. Um, here's what I I kind of want to figure out, the adults. So we've got the teen. We just can't give in. Or the, the, the youth, the younger, the toddler. Under 10s, right, yeah. we talked about. Let's say 10 to, let's say a little older, 12 to the teens. Okay. Now, teens have a weird thing that I want you to explain because they seem to Are think. Are you sure they're weird? Yeah. It's seemingly <laughs> normal. But it seems like a teen thinks that they're, I don't know. A human, they do, and they think that they have the right. They have rights, sure, and that they know everything. They know everything, and and
4: that you just don't understand.
0: All they need to do is make one phone call to DCFS.
4: <laughs> I <laughs> oh, heard that yeah. one,
0: and then all of a sudden, and they'll <laughs> hear some laughs on the other end. And they have no idea. They exactly, and you you know about that. They have no idea what oh. they're getting into, but they actually think that they they can say no.
4: Yeah. They do. And they do say And they think it's going to work. And this is, again, part of their development. Or their selective hearing, right? Yeah, exactly. So what do we do with the teen? Well, you know, there are a lot of things, and it really depends on the situation. Teens get a little more complicated because most of the younger kids, similar sorts of strategies work for them, you know? Yeah. Um, when it gets the older ones, uh, you, you need to tailor it a little bit. Um, generally speaking, you know, some things that I encourage parents to focus on are some of the things they're doing or providing for their kids that are making them feel that they deserve something. Uh-huh. For example, you know, do the, does your kid always have the newest, latest, greatest smartphone? Um, does your kid get to play on every sports team and play uh, every instrument that they would like to and are you shuttling them to and from do they have a car absolutely
0: i mean i have a junker truck honestly that i paid 25 dollars for hey hey. it's worth easily 75 (laughs) um, but i paid 25 i got a a, i got a great yeah depends if it's got a full truck a full (laughs) tank but um what's amazing about it is i have a son that is only 14 and he's like are we getting rid of that truck before i drive I'm like, why? Because I'm not driving that truck, <laughs> and it, I would have killed for that truck.
4: Yeah, well, now would killed. Now for you're it. determined, right?
0: Yeah, well, I'm offering you a challenge. You're driving that truck. No, I. He's driving that
4: truck. That's right.
0: right. I don't even care if it doesn't drive. It'll be worth a good
4: fifteen dollars, <laughs> then. True. <laughs> so, so that he he really thinks he doesn't even get how hard it is to get a car. Yeah, no, well, and you're you're hitting at one of the best things you can do with teenagers: is teach them how to work hard, yeah. help them understand what it takes to to do something, to earn money, to you know, spend a couple of days. You know, with you, I remember my dad's a lawyer. He took me to court a couple of times. I remember going to his office one day, and he didn't seeing literally these...
0: sue you; he just took you with him to court. Right? Okay, right. that's better than yeah. that. Okay, and hopefully
4: that never happens Yeah. Day. So he he uh, <laughs> he took me to his office, and here are these stacks of papers, you know, two or three feet high, and I'm saying, Dad, did you have to read all of those? You know, and I'm a teenager. <laughs> he says, No, I had to write them. You know, I had a Seriously? new respect right, yeah. for him.
0: That's right. Because um, how many times did your kid, uh, did you complain about, I hate writing papers. <laughs> right.
4: I have to write a 300-page <laughs> word essay, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> That's right? What is that? A
0: three paragraphs? <laughs> exactly. One knows. It's, isn't that funny? But then you get them in and you sit them down and you let them see what the real world's Absolutely. like. Which is what I think summer is for. Yeah. Summer is when we should take those kids under our wing. And show them what being a big boy's like.
4: Oh, it is. That's <laughs> the, when they've got to paint the garage, right? I know. When they've got to start to do some work and yeah. and let them earn some money, so that they realize, yeah. okay, this is how much money yeah. I have to earn to get this thing I'm expecting my parents no. to provide for me.
0: The problem is the truck was twenty five bucks, which <laughs> he got for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so he pretty much could buy the truck, <laughs> but um, but it's it's filling it up. He has no idea right. what filling that car and is like. And the insurance and the insurance. It's
4: worth twenty five dollars. Uh, how much is it going to cost to keep up, right? Well, and
0: then if the grades aren't there, the the insurance goes up and the right. rates go so. But this is what you're saying is – so boundaries are one thing, and they could still have boundaries. Absolutely, but they should And then, it should still. And then t- take it more proactively, like show them what responsibility is like well, yeah, if and they're how they're you trying know. to
4: say, like you said, if they're thinking they're adults at this age, right, they're thinking they know everything, well, yeah. we'll put that to the test. We'll say, all right, well, you got your opportunity now, That's son. so right? true. Um, and do it for them. You know, another big thing that I think is uh, an area that parents can really focus on is related to their kids' schooling, um, you know, anymore, uh, you hear in the media all the time, parents complaining and all over social media, oh, my kid has so much homework. Oh, this, that, you know, Oh, my yeah. teachers uh, my kid has is so tough on him. You know, I've, I've looked this up. Research has shown teachers are actually giving less homework now than they did 20 years yeah, oh, ago. I'm
0: thinking, what are you complaining about?
4: Uh, you know, um, I mean, again, I don't know about you. I had like 30 minutes of homework in every class oh, yeah. when and, I was in high school Well, and a beating. Right, and how how many parents try to bail their kid out because well, but he has soccer practice; he didn't have time to do this. Oh, please! Well, but you know, it, it was a he had who was having a rough week, and and I don't want to discount you know life's tough for so teenagers. sure. Once,
0: okay, that yeah, there's yeah, there's uh, once.
4: absolutely, but but far too many parents I fear, and research backs this up. They are. Bailing their kids out constantly from school related res- responsibilities and school is one of the best places where kids at this age need to learn responsibility mm-hmm. and so parents need to trust their teachers so when their teacher calls or contacts them and says hey so and so is you know they are getting a bad grade I'm worried about him. Parents' natural reaction, obviously, or often, is to to, to march into that teacher's office and put What's their foot down. thinking? Right? Absolutely, you're obviously not working hard enough with my kid. Why right. aren't you making them do their homework? You know, or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Are you kidding? Why me? are you giving them so much homework? Right. It's because your assignments are too hard, or something. You know, they, they should be hard. These kids, as soon as they're done, they got to go to college. College is really tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Well, and then when they're done there. Then they go to work. Right. And then life is really tough. Absolutely. And you want to keep your job, you you do
0: what you're told, right? Isn't it interesting? But it's almost – we think they're eventually going to live in a a system that's easy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's like we keep prolonging learning. No. The sooner you get them in the system that – it's a system based on – you earn, yeah. you, reap what you, reward, you, re- you reap what you sow, and you'll, there are rewards, yeah. but they're not free. No. And if you get something free, it's just kind of,
4: it's, it's probably, an anomaly. It it's, is, it's a mistake. It's probably not worth much anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's probably, yeah, The government made a mistake, <laughs> and they give you too much money, but they're going to come get it next week. So it's, I guess that's it, is, I mean, we think of entitlement as something like the government is giving us too, these entitlements, these things that are free. But in reality, entitlement is just the concept that you're going to
4: get something for free. Right. And that's, that's not the way anything should really ever work no. because. What does that do to your esteem? <clears throat> it, it doesn't help it. There, and you bring up a great point. There is so much research out there that when people work for something and they achieve it, they feel good about themselves. They, you know. For example, a person who's depressed, best thing you can do to get them to come out of it is to get have them set a goal to something and accomplish it. Man, mm-hmm. they're going to really start doing a little bit better. Yeah. And, and teaching kids that they have to be responsible for these sorts of things and that they can achieve things. So it's mm-hmm. not about what do I get from this, but what can I create for myself? It's, true.
0: it's so true. Well, even in your own mental health it's still your responsibility right Huge. and it's cuz i just sit there and i think how many times they'll go shopping for the the therapist <laughs> that will tell them what they want to hear and then that's just a therapist that might be entitling or enabling Absolutely. That's why I'm always person. afraid
4: of those clients who come to me and say, you know, we've been through six therapists in the past two months. And, and I'm like, what finished? is your deal? Okay. <laughs> you're going to hate me. You're not going to like me either. <laughs> Isn't that
0: true, though? It's real. And they're yeah.
4: shopping because they think it should be free. They think it should be easy Absolutely. without work. Absolutely. And, you know, and anything you've got to put, the more you put into anything, mm-hmm. the more you're going to get out of it. Yeah. And teaching that to kids from an early age is good. It's it's really important. And, you know, one other thing that I think is really good that parents can work on is I see a huge trend um, happening in today's society of trying to overplan kids' lives oh, sure. with activities. Uh, not because they're not all good, worthy types of things for a kid to engage in. You know, it's great for kids to learn sportsmanship. It's great for kids to learn to play instruments and to dance and all these other things. But I encourage parents to let their kids pick one thing. That's yeah. it. They pick one thing. I like that. And... Um, then the kid has to, re, you know, they start to to understand that they do have to pick and choose in life sure. what they get to focus on, what they get to put their efforts into, and to help the kid be educated on what it takes for mom and dad to put them in all these things and to drive them to all these things. And I I really think that those types of things also contribute to kids' entitlement by parents allowing their kid to do. Anything and everything they want. Well, don't you think that, um, or what their parent wants them to do? Well, yes, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> to fulfill the parent, <laughs> yeah. it's That's it my seems kid. <laughs> it seems like we we're, we're, we want them to play sports, we want them to play instruments, we want them to do well in school so that they can learn the principle of work and pay back and not feel entitled. But instead, what we do is we pile it all on, right. and then we we don't focus on the lessons. Right. We then focus on the outcome that maybe someday you'll be pro. Right, right. And, and you're entitled to that for crying out loud. Absolutely.
4: And because I'm working so hard on all these other things, I should get an A in this class too. And I oh, should, man. you know, I should get to start on the team. I should get to, you know.
0: I have some client NFL athletes, uh, Olympic gold medalists that are that have a history of such entitlement yeah. that it doesn't bite them until they get in a relationship that they need to make work. <laughs> Because everything's been trans, you know, transient to them up to that point. Nothing yeah. was permanent. Then they get married, and then they come unhinged yeah. because they've never had to make it Or at
4: work. that point, they think it's just really all their spouse's fault, right? Yeah, oh, that's exactly <clears throat> right. Because they they don't understand what they need to do for them. Oh, me. that is so
0: true. Okay, give us the one thing. You got 20 seconds. What would you say, Dr. Jonathan Swinton, the one thing we all need to be watching for as parents to make sure we don't keep cross-infecting <laughs> with... This entitlement mentality.
4: I go back to the simple thing I said earlier. Expect respect from your kids. If they learn to respect you, it will help them learn to respect everybody else in the world. That's, That's the huge. simple thing.
0: R-E-S-P-E-C-T.
4: Yep. you going to sing now?
0: Nope. <laughs> nope. You're not entitled to that. <laughs> you don't get it. Now that you said that. Dr. Jonathan Swinton, such a such a joy having you in the Happy studio. Happy to be here. Tons of fun. Go check out his website, Swinton, or swintoncounseling.com. Lots of good stuff there as well. Uh, We're taking a break. When we come back, we're going to continue the discussion. We're going to get into uh, maybe you ought to worry a lot less about your entitlement rights. And maybe it's time that you start taking responsibility. Let's start talking responsibility instead of just rights. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. good afternoon everybody welcome to the matt townsend show i'm your host dr matt townsend your relationship coach your guide on the side at the board, Juan Micaris. That's why the music is perfectly balanced, and life is flowing. <laughs> Joining me right now is Michael Pond, who previously had been sitting uh, over in the position of—I uh, was going to say—sitting on the board. That you were actually, <laughs> yeah. Standing, don't stand; that'll break it. That's why not so bad. Again, you're just trying to learn how to use to run the board, so that someday when you grow up and go to law school, you can be like Juan. Yeah, hopefully. Don't do it. Um, By the way, does anybody have an update on where James went?
5: Yeah, what happened to that kid?
0: I think the Taliban got him. Oh, man. Did the Taliban get him? He's running around. Nobody knows. I know. Did the Taliban get him? Because they just brought that soldier home. So I'm wondering if we have someone that's gone AWOL. Did we trade him for that soldier? Did we trade him for five people from the morning show? (laughs) Could be.
1: He's taken a much needed break from all of you guys.
0: I wonder if he's listening. Mm.
1: He told me, he texted me and told me he cried himself to sleep last night because he missed me. Oh,
5: that's so cute. Okay.
0: Okay. That was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Too personal. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey, we've been talking about entitlement. Yeah. And uh, Mike, who is not an entitled man, nobody works harder. I mean, a lot of people that go away to college, their parents just set them up, you know, they're trust fund babies. And Michael Pond is not one of those. You work hard. You have ethics. You have morals. We talked about those yesterday.
5: I'm honest. You're honest. I'm, you're decent. You're I'm, courteous. You're I'm kind. Good you're benevolent. You're virtuous. Yeah. You're an Eagle Scout. Why am I not married, Matt? Great question. Anyway. But you do have a friend. I do. I have several. I have lots of friends. Okay.
0: I'm a very friendly guy. Back to entitlement. <laughs> a lot of people feel like they're entitled to have... Things in life, and one of the things that I really wanted to make sure we focused on in the show. If I hear one more person expressing
5: the rights they deserve, I'm going to come unnutted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? It, it's funny because rights and when you ask somebody, what, what's your responsibility? What, what are your responsibilities to your family? No your, one goes there. No, no, they don't. And you can't separate their rights from yeah. their responsibilities. Well, no, we, what are my rights? We have rights, and
0: we'll ask the soon-to-be lawyer, the first-year law student. We have rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Among others, yeah. Among others, religion, mm-hmm. freedom of religion, freedom of expression. Sure. Freedom to carry a gun. What are the others? Mm. The right to remain silent. Right to remain silent. Yes. Right to incriminate the yourself. Rights. Yes. Uh, there's, there's lots of them that have uh, to deal with done. Buttered
2: popcorn.
0: Uh, yeah, right to fr- uh, free what's, uh, uh, meetings where you can go to meetings. Right to, yeah, right to gather. Yeah. You know, yeah, right to
2: gather. That's the wrong word. Blah, blah.
0: It's a, it's a right. <laughs> you all know here. <laughs> yeah. We're not a civic show here. No. 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 Right to congregate. Is that right? It um, sounds cool. But in the end, I'd like, I like that idea, but there's more to it, and you've done research.
5: Yeah, there, you know, it's funny because if you talk to somebody—we traveled back through time 300 years ago— uh, there wasn't a lot of places where people's rights were insured. You know, right. this is a new idea this in is Western a very society, new idea. and this comes from John Locke and R- Rousseau and, mm-hmm. and those kind of people, Voltaire. Uh, you know, the ina- inalienable rights of man, um, and and so that was written in our Constitution. You know, uh, the the right to pursuit of happiness, life, and liberty, um, and so we've become kind of an entitled society. Mm-hmm. Before we, you, if you're just now joining, we've been talking about. Children, teenagers, the, you but know, the adults, entitled kid. Uh, adults feel entitled, too. Well, sure. You know, and we feel entitled to a
0: lot of different stuff. But isn't isn't it, it seems like every time a right is violated, it's because somebody violated it that wasn't responsible. <laughs> so it, it seems like when rights are being violated, it's because peop, other people aren't being responsible, either intentionally or unintentionally. They're not owning their half of the equation. Yeah. It's not enough to cry for rights. You also have to have people holding up. Boundaries, which is what we talked about earlier, so that we can all then derive the benefits from the rights. Otherwise, you're just stepping on my rights
5: yeah. and being irresponsible or not bounded. It, it was kind That's of interesting. Uh, I, I was on the uh, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services website. I'm no, a citizen. Why? Yeah, why? Why were you I doing was just that? curious. What, what, uh, is this the
0: girl you're dating? No. No. Are you trying to get her a visa?
5: no she's she 's a citizen anyway okay' um, I'm just checking
0: is <laughs> weird i' ne- i mean I we we 've done the show two years i 've never had once i've never had anyone on that site for our show anyway keep
5: going <laughs> <laughs> well, I was curious you know what, what do people they, they have a section called citizen rights and responsibilities because you're coming mm-hmm. to the, you're, you're, you're wanting citizenship. What are your rights? Let's hear it. Yeah, and so they separate into two columns, and they they give you your rights, and then they also give you your responsibilities. Uh, oh, by the way, are the columns even. No, they're not. There are more responsibilities than there are rights. Perfect. It.
0: Okay, what? Let's go over these. These are cool.
5: So, so some of the rights you already mentioned, the right to uh, f- the freedom to express yourself, yeah. the, the freedom to worship as you wish, yeah. uh, congregate, uh, the right to a prompt and fair trial by jury. Oh, there's one I forgot. Uh, the right to vote there's in, another one. in elections and by uh, the
0: responsibility
5: to vote. You got to vote.
0: You can't just mm-hmm. have a right.
5: Yeah, and then it says uh, the right to run for elected office and then right at the bottom uh, the freedom to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What about a really good job with a six-figure income? Well, it says right to apply for federal employment requiring U.S. citizenship. I don't know if that will have six figures, though. I doubt it. Yeah, I'm doubting that. (laughs) Well, it's funny as you read those. Because I'm thinking every one of those
2: is a right, but then I can very easily see a flip side of that that's a responsibility totally. that's almost exactly the same,
0: which yeah. isn't being fulfilled. Isn't that funny? That, so the opposite, it's just the other side of the stick, right? Yeah. So if you pick up the right side, you got to pick up the responsibility side.
5: And that's what it says on the other side. It's basically the, the same mirror. thing, just said a little bit differently. Support and defend the Constitution. Stay informed of the issues affecting your community. Participate in the democratic process and vote, respect and obey federal, state, and local laws, respect the rights, beliefs, and opinions of others, participate in your local community, and it goes on. There's more. There's a lot more. Well, think of that. If earlier Dr. Swinton was telling
0: us um, we all have the right, like a kid has the right to say, hey, you you got to let me have whatever I want. Sure. Sure, that's a right. I guess. And, And then there's a responsibility, then you have to respect the parent. So if the parent, because that's what he kept bringing up, is respect. So if you don't, you don't want to respect the parent, then I'm supposed to give you everything you want? Totally <laughs> <laughs> backwards. Not going to happen. <laughs> so, the, so there's a consequence, right? There's a there's a balance to that. There's a you have the right to leave and sneak out of the house anytime you want, and yet you have a responsibility to live a boundary life that I can trust you. So that I could let you drive the car.
5: Sure. And you can kind of separate these responsibilities into categories. Okay. Uh, ourselves, uh, our responsibilities to our family, our responsibilities to, to those around us in our community, and yeah. the, our responsibility to the world. I love that. And
0: let's add God.
5: Yeah. I mean, that's a great fifth Isn't category. Isn't that funny?
0: Everyone's praying for blessings and no one's like owning their job. If that's God a whole would, other you of think, entitlement. If God yeah. would just, if he would just give me what I want... But, yeah, so have you prayed other than today? I think we do that with all these categories.
5: The totally, yeah. with, with our family, with the community, our government. Uh, everybody kind of feels that way a little bit. But how? what are our responsibilities to their categories, like to, the, to, to, to ourselves? You, like,
0: you, should, uh, you should be responsible enough to value yourself. Yeah,
5: you should keep yourself healthy. Yeah. You should uh, look out for yourself emotionally and physically, I think. Yeah. Um, and you need to be honest. I think um, a responsibility to ourselves is to be honest to ourselves about ourselves. Yeah, and be
0: aware. Exactly. I like that. Huge learn. key there. You have a responsibility, I think, as a human being to grow. To learn. Yeah. You don't have to make the same mistake 25 times.
5: I was talking about this with Juan. What do you think about this? Our responsibility to seek out truth.
0: I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. As
5: far as learning. See, even,
2: even if the truth hurts you. Yeah. Especially if it hurts you. I think you should
5: see,
0: be aware of that. You're, you're playing with my words. Well, that's why I'm a I mean. law student. <laughs> you're playing with my words. That's true. Especially if the truth hurts you. That's the truth you need to look at. What about our, our family? <sighs> you're responsible to raise the children you done born.
5: I think so. We need to provide uh, temporal and emotional support to, to our family, I think.
0: I think you're responsible... Mm-hmm. I think every child, in fact, uh, the proclamation on the family from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints says that every child deserves and has the right to be raised in a home with parents that love them and take care of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Juan said We this. should have that. Now, again, that's not yeah. the ideal. People don't have that. I get that. And then yet those that can do something about it, do something about it in your realm.
5: I was asking Juan about this earlier, and he said— uh, We have a responsibility to go to places you don't want to go to and to see people you don't want to see. Family
2: reunion, everybody? Yeah,
5: (laughs) yeah. or like a rest home when someone's sick and dying and
0: you really don't want to go and you don't really want to see them that way. But you know what? They're family. Yeah, and you have a responsibility to be there. and to I I mean, it sounds hard, but you can't just enjoy them in the good days. Oh, But you
2: know what? After you go and do that, you always feel good about it. Ex- always. You always feel good That's that you right. went and did what you were supposed to do. And same thing. Do.
0: Always go to the funerals. You should always go to the funerals. You should always. There's a certain moment you have to go to.
5: Those Weddings. Are, my wife tells me that. All, you got to go to the wedding. I'm like, Grr. these are highly emotional yeah. events in people's lives that we need to be there to support them. In. You
0: do not have to answer the phone. Let's just be real.
5: Really? That's you screen your calls? Is that why you never pick up when I call?
0: Always. That's exactly why I don't pick up. Not that I know you're calling. I don't. Answer, period. If, if it's no my one. wife, she'll call. She'll, she knows how to get to me.
5: What about uh, the community in the world, quickly?
0: I have, the, I have a responsibility to leave this world a better place than I found it. That's a good so. one.
5: I think that wraps up.
4: And put out your fires.
2: You
0: too. <laughs> leave no trace. <laughs> <laughs> leave no trace. Pack it in, pack it out. <laughs> it's, it's all scouting. <laughs> Boy scouts. Oh, that's kind of sad. Uh, but, I mean, really good. But it's, uh, Really, when you think about life, is that simple. That's a great idea. We are responsible to ourselves, to others, and then to God. I think our responsibility to God is to thank him, and then I think the responsibility is to be grateful for for everything he gives you.
2: Gratitude. I think gratitude would fix a lot of the problems that we've been talking about today. I
0: think an attitude
2: of gratitude, because it rhymes. It's even better. Well, rhyming doubles the power and efficacy of anything you do.
0: So that right there, closer to heaven. (laughs) Attitude (laughs) of gratitude. We're going to take a break. Responsibility. Well done, Michael Pond. Thank you. So you've you've earned your rights. And you're doing a great job on the board today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And don't stress about it. Your job is safe for another hour. (laughs) At least. (sighs) That's your responsibility. (laughs) We're taking a break. When we come back, guess who's in the house? A spitfire. A little ball of energy. We call her Meg Conley from Meg in Progress. She's up next. Meg Conley in the house. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. Back everybody to the Matt Townsend show. Hey, you notice that we always take a little longer to get back on the mics when Meg's in the house? It's because we're like Meg, quiet, Meg, quiet, Shh. Mike, Meg, Meg, Meg. Anyway, Meg Conley in the house. Hello, from Meg in progress. She's running in. You can tell I you're did. a little sunburned. I was,
3: I, I've been outside with my kids.
0: I knew. I knew you had. Been. We
3: went to Wheeler Farm. Did you? Yeah.
0: Wheeler Farm.
3: Yeah, we were just there. So I. What, uh,
0: did you do the petting zoo?
3: Um, no, it was one of those perfect visits where we didn't interact with animals at all. Because I swear my I, s- I smelled a goat. You know what? That's just rude. This is my natural musk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your musk? Oh my heavens. That just, hold on, I just gotta just soak that one in That's, that's your natural musk. Oh, Okay, um... Anywho, moving right along. So, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing so good. I've
0: missed you for a week.
3: You know, it's rough.
0: It's rough. 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 I think I'm
3: just going to have to start coming in every day. I would love that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, It's time. We need to take the next step.
0: (laughs) It it sounds like we're dating. Maybe we got to have a DTR, a determine the relationship first.
3: Listen, I just want 50% of the assets. 100% And of, 100% of the glory.
0: You know what? How about That's I just, all. let me just break, let me just help you. <laughs> Take Mike Pond. Please. He's, he's yours. Mike's <laughs> Mike's the only asset we have. That's it? Well, I mean, we've got, I mean, Maddie's an asset.
3: Maddie's the best. Mike's cool too. I don't know why Mike gets like such a.
0: Juan's an asset, but he's leaving because he, he's got to go to pretend like he's a lawyer. He's
3: not a lawyer.
0: He's not a lawyer. lawyer. He's in, you're right, law you're school. in law
3: school. You're in law school? That's so great. he's walking out like a lawyer. I thought about going to law school once. But then glad- I just dropped out of my. I'm undergrad. glad you didn't because right, you would, yeah.
0: you wouldn't be on the show. Um, so, what have you been doing?
3: Just you hanging know, with ac- the kids. Actually, this was a very big week for me. Talk. Um, I am in the middle of creating my own online class.
0: Hold it. Let's really? Yeah. yeah. What What's the class about?
3: Um, it's It's about discovering your intrinsic worth and putting it to work for you every single day.
0: What are you calling it?
3: Um, Do you need a name. The name is still up in the air. I told you one of my na- one of the names last week, and you didn't like it. What was it again? Discovering a woman of worth.
0: Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it.
3: But I so I filmed for that for the past couple of days. I was filming for all the classes, so that was a lot of fun.
0: Uh filming meaning somebody was f- filming you,
3: like teaching
0: yeah. your your theories.
3: Sure. Your yeah, class. exactly. Like we went into this fancy studio and someone did my hair and makeup and then they, and then they filmed me and it, while, I, they... while I expounded <laughs> on my thoughts on womanhood and awesomeness oh, cool. and No,
0: but you, see, to me, I would listen to that.
3: That's great. Uh-huh. I will charge you to listen to it. <laughs> I,
0: okay. I mean, a lot of people give me a free, like a free, I'll give
3: you a free version and then I'll talk it, about it. It launches in about four weeks. So
0: discovering the woman in you.
3: No, although I think you could write that one, Matt. Nah.
0: <laughs> I did discover the woman in me. Uh, how about discovering the goat musk that is you?
3: Embracing your individual musk. May it be goat yeah. inspired. That might be it. Yeah. I'm excited though. It's gonna be you're a couple days. And you're, it's fun having people do your hair and makeup. Like is that's it? practically the whole reason I'm doing the class, is so I have an excuse for someone to come in. Yeah. Like they like they come to my house, they is spend that, like an hour. That's and a half,
0: new that's new to you?
3: Having people do my hair yeah. and makeup? Yeah, because honestly when I go on TV I do it myself.
0: I uh, every day I have someone do my hair and makeup.
3: You just someone show up. Yeah. And it almost looks like it You looks... don't have anything done. Like, well, you could use some. Thank so they you. do a very good job no, keeping it natural. I know. Well, <laughs> see, it's
0: it's not easy making it look like there isn't any.
3: Sure,
5: sure.
0: And it's it's hard to have <laughs> your face done. I put my own makeup on, quite honestly.
3: Real, see? Yeah. Well, that's me, too. The proletariat, you know?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, So here's the deal. Yeah. First of all, how are the kids, Zuzu and Viola?
3: They're very good. Getting over a nasty stomach flu.
0: What's the deal with your family and infections?
3: We are very sick people. I'm not going to sit here and lie about that, but healthy in heart Mm -hmm. and and spirit. You so
0: Yeah, well, eventually when you're adults, you'll probably be very healthy with all these infections on board.
3: Yeah. See, I didn't catch it this time. So so my immune system is finally kicking in.
0: I think it's the gypsy blood. It's your gypsy blood. Or
3: I have it right now. Uh, and I won't know for like the next twelve hours, and I'm infecting all of you. Uh, that's the other. That's the other option.
0: I can't have. I cannot be infected.
3: I'm just letting you know because that is the other possibility. But I feel very good. I'm. Okay. So. I'm
2: fine. I'm on an- antibiotics right now. So
3: I don't hey. think that protects you from this. Right? Oh, I from bet the it stomach does. Virus.
2: You,
0: Viral. Well, could I get somebody to turn on the um, <laughs> the light? We have a, a blue, li- uh, like a, a virus light that is purple that kills all. Bacteria. That
3: would be brilliant. That sounds like something from like Fringe. That would be great. Probably. Get one of those.
0: Um, hey, Meg. Yeah. Speaking of entitlement.
3: <clears throat> yeah. This has been a great show. Which we
0: we haven't even, you and I haven't mentioned entitlement. You seem like somebody that's very entitled.
3: That is so rude. <laughs> I work for everything no, that I'm do. given.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
3: See <laughs> what I did there? That.
0: that was really cute. Thanks. But you you do work hard.
3: I do. Yeah. We all do, right?
0: Some a lot harder <laughs> than others. Um, oh yeah, there's a thank you. They just gave me.
3: Even, I haven't even touched you, Matt.
0: I know, but I'm just I'm preventatively going to take an antibacterial approach. Um, so, talk about. Do you feel like we are an over entitled uh, culture?
3: Sure, absolutely, and I. And I, I feel like that is something that gets addressed a lot, right? Yeah. What I don't think gets addressed is the fact that there are some things that we should act entitled about.
0: Okay, let's go there. So, <laughs> Like what? Like what should you, like we talked earlier, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. Those are yours. Sure. You should have that.
3: Right. Yours to go out and get. Right.
0: Get it. Grab it. Yeah. What else should we act entitled about
3: Okay. That's so the right so I'm always thinking about raising my daughters, right? Yes. Like, how do I want them to view the world? How do mm-hmm. I want them to go about seeking the things that they want? How do I want them to date? How do I want them to find the right man? Yes. If, if that is what they choose to yeah. do with their lives, so, right? It, yeah. So as how in do every,
0: they go about this? As
3: in everything, I can look back at what I did and hope that they do the opposite. So this is what I this is what I did. No,
0: but you you found an incredible man.
3: I did, but patient,
0: long suffering so <laughs> meek.
3: Um like very, very gentlemanly.
0: Very gentlemanly. Very gentlemanly. Yeah.
3: So what I did up until the point where I changed things. That's a good point. Okay. Because it yeah. did work out in the yeah. end. But I I, like many women, I think, um, felt like I had to be completely selfless while pursuing my life partner, that I had to do everything with a heart of charity, that love was um, to show one's love. You like sacrificed yourself on the altar of was it. This, was
0: this to land, to get Riley to like you? No,
3: this is before okay. Riley. This is so before you, Riley. All the, like... all the guys I dated before Riley, right? Okay. And so so if they, if they weren't that nice to me... That was okay.
0: It's like you were paying I penitence, did,
3: right? I was to I'm, get the right guy. I'm I'm working here. I'm being selfless. If mm-hmm. they didn't pay that much attention attention to me, maybe I didn't deserve that much attention. Maybe it was selfish of me to want it. Yeah. So I would either forego it or work harder to try and get it. I mean, yeah. If they, um, I was talking to a good friend the other day who was. Who's in the dating game right now? And she was talking about a guy that she's been on with, off with, on with, off with. And she said, You know, when I walk into the room, he makes his way to me eventually. When (laughs) (laughs) he's kind of nice to me, he, but I feel like. I can help him, but I feel like Mm. I don't deserve everything that I want because everything that I want is selfish, okay? That was entirely my mindset, and I think that especially girls feel like they have to start living for their life partner before the person becomes their life partner, and And that is wrong. Well, and then somehow we will have lived for them, sacrificed for them enough that once we're married and having babies and have a life together, we will find the fulfillment we didn't find initially. And, um,
0: you know, you know, the guys think completely differently.
3: R- guys are much smarter about it. What this, is- is,
0: this is how a guy does it. She's pretty. <laughs> me want.
3: <laughs> okay, but at least <laughs> that's it. At least, at least that's you're it. using me, I, right? Yeah, yeah. Girls never use that. No. Like, th- what, what can. Unless it's to say what can I do for him what does he need It's already me a selfless
0: orientation.
3: Right. And so my contention is that when you are when you are dating when you are seeking someone that you're going to build a life with that seeking the dating the courtship should be the most selfish that you ever are yeah. in your life. And so and
0: Which seems that seems The opposite. It
3: seems counterintuitive, right? As a
0: dating coach, it seems like horrendous dating idea, but it really isn't because it's it's, not. It's it's very profound,
3: right? Because I love when I'm profound. You are
0: because that's like make sure. I've seen three clients today that if they had done that. They wouldn't have settled
3: because you're not saying um, I want someone who will buy me diamonds no. every day. You're saying I'm going to be selfish and wait for someone that can build a life with me that I want to build. Right. That,
0: yeah. And that can keep up and that right. is at your pace. Yeah. Right.
3: And I, I, I have to give credit where credit is due. The the concept came from my parents. And I remember I was dating this boy that w- was horrendous. Oh, he was horrendous. And and on top of being horrendous. Does he you
0: have a name? I just think that'd be fun. <laughs> I can't. OK. Horrendous. Let's um, just call him Harry.
3: He did go to school here, though. I would BYU? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> but, class? What class was he, in?
3: he went to. He went to law school here. <gasps> but, uh, his Juan name Juan? Juan? <laughs> no, I <that> wasn't him. <laughs> okay. But, um, but and, and on top of d- not being that nice, he actively disdained most of the things that I loved. Mm. And But I thought that I needed to work for him, that it wasn't working because I wasn't being selfless enough. And and it was nice, like, when he was nice to me, and wasn't that all I deserved? That little
0: moment was a big moment. Right,
3: right. And so so I remember my dad, um, you know, he... Took me on a drive, which any time my dad took you on a drive, you weren't in trouble. He just thought you were being an idiot, and he had to set you straight. Wow. And so, so he took me on a drive, and he said, it is time for you to be selfish. It is time for you to decide what you That's want cool. and then be selfish about getting it. You are entitled <sighs> to have what you want.
0: And the light turned on.
3: It did. Bing.
0: Bing. Okay. Meg Conley. We're going to come back with Meg.
3: Yay. I'll More be More
0: of her insights, her profundity. Is that a word? It's a word. It is now. (laughs) Uh, And we're going to bring the school kids in. (laughs) That's the weirdest. Where did they come from? More with Meg and the 400 children she brought to back her up (laughs) and her claim. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking entitlement with the wonderful Meg Conley from meginprogress.com right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. The lasers are shooting because Princess Meg Conley is I'm on the Battlestar Galactica.
3: I've never seen Battlestar Galactica, but I would like to.
0: You should. It's on Netflix, yeah, I believe, it and is. it'll okay. change your
2: life. Are you talking about Battlestar Galactica from, like, the 70s yes. when we were kids? Yes. Okay, or the Battlestar Galactica that was on in the 2000s. Okay, do you know that you're the only one that knew the difference? No. I
0: bet Mike, Mike did. And Mike. Mike. Oh yeah, and I, I can bet you there's a lot of other people out there that knew the difference. I, I'm talking the '70s. That was on TV with Lauren Green. With Lauren Green, yeah, those were the days. Hey, welcome back to I the show. Wasn't born yet. Once again, exposing her innocence and her immaturity, <laughs> Meg Conley in the house. Hey, we're talking entitlement, and let's just let me just take you on a little journey behind the scenes when when you're when you're not on the air and you don't get to see what happened this is why we are really wanting to have video cameras in the studio because yes. there's so much like there's the dan s- patrick show like the dan patrick show yeah. because there's so much that is missed sure like um some don't know this because when they hear you talk <clears throat> when they go to Meg in progress they think you're kind of um granola ish uh because <laughs> like, you, you do dress never... bohemian
3: yeah, but granola and bohemian, I mean some
0: people think that you probably you drive tell them I smell
3: like goat. You do you not like
0: but goat-ish, goat muskish. Um but some people think that you probably drive like a Volkswagen van.
3: Here's what I have to go on record as saying before you proceed. That <laughs> for the first seven years no, six years of our marriage, we only had one car. Okay. Because we're very Smart with money. Riley is smart with money, well, and I listen to Well, let's be real. It was, it was a Jaguar. It was a Jaguar. And then once we had two cars, okay. I drove around a 1992 forerunner for years. Okay,
0: no, see, that, that actually, years. that's what everyone would think yep. you and drive that, around that normally. That
3: situation has only recently changed. But
0: speaking about Very entitlement, recently changed. Uh, we're sitting here, I'm just sitting at my cute <laughs> little desk, and Meg comes in, throws her keys down over <laughs> where I can see them.
3: I did not. You are so And...
0: You can just see this really cool little Lexus insignia
3: listen and it's like in like a little like, on her look key at, chain It's like with in the a,
0: automatic the keychain key chain it's not a key in a it's a starter key.
3: holder. What's, like, what's, that's just that the starter crazy?
0: anyway wow. and then she told me, this Lexus <laughs> is not even the car i drive it's my husband's car it's my husband's car. Oh, yeah. I drive I dri- the other lexus
3: that <laughs> much. Older Lexus. It's
0: easily are. eight months older than the current Lexus. That is
3: about 10 years old. That see, you we blew, got that
0: blew my mind because I thought for sure you were just probably working in the garden, eating carrots out of the garden.
3: Well, that too. Like, are they mutually exclusive?
0: Yes. <laughs> You'll never see that on a, a Lexus commercial. Hey, but we're not here to have a commercial for Lexus or really incredibly wealthy people that are entitled <laughs> So Meg, let's just get back to your point you were making about. I
3: live in an eighteen hundred square foot house, like a cute little bungalow. Like I am not incredibly wealthy.
0: Do you know that in some places eighteen hundred square feet? I I just, (laughs) I just look like it on
3: television.
5: But
0: you did start the show, and then they were doing my makeup and my hair.
3: Oh, Oh, whatever! Entitlement. Okay.
0: Anyway, let's go back to entitlement.
3: You, you are entitled to get what you want.
0: You're, you're, you're having a brilliant yes, teaching moment that women, anybody really, is entitled right. to whatever you want to, when it comes to, to dating. To, to
3: get what you want. And so, and so then it was like this lightning strike moment. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what if? And for a 20-year-old, this was profound. Profound.
0: Out of your league, quite what if I
3: Always. <laughs> what if I stopped dating and figured out what I want? what if i did that instead of spending all my time trying to figure out what another person wants what if i figured out what my priorities were and then once i figured that out what if i just went out and bleeping got them
0: as let's put it even less (laughs) bleeping what if you just went and bought that russian and imported that man is riley from russia
3: No, he's not nearly like. But that's how you got
0: it. You took the time to go figure out what you wanted.
3: So I took a break, and so, so what did I want? Um, I didn't. You know, the things that were at the top of my list had very little to do with um, material things or, or um, things that you could hold in your hand. It was.
0: Just put that in front of (laughs) me.
3: It was experience. Oh
0: yeah, Meg, that's a microphone. And we're going to talk into that.
3: I, I wanted I wanted experiences. I wanted a certain type of life. I wanted um, I wanted someone who who put me first, but made me want to put them first. I wanted a certain type of father for my children. I wanted someone Alexis. who was strong in my faith.
0: See, but those are all principles. You kind of went to the character traits, and, didn't and you?
3: that is. And so once I figured that out, um, that also clarifies who you are. Yeah. When you determine those things, right? And then I didn't date anyone. Who wouldn't give that to me, and who wouldn't let me give that that's to them? That's huge. I was absolutely entitled to get those things. See, but some
5: people, oh,
0: that's so shallow. But you saw it. No, what's you're, shallow
3: it, about becoming who you're supposed to be? Well,
0: see, but that's it. What it is is that you're. Well, think of that. People would literally say, "You need to be open to what they are." No. You need to know who that's you a, are. That is. See, this is the opposite. Only. This is, and I appreciate your language. <laughs> That is the that is the that is the right I think proper healthy way to attract the right person is to know right. who you are because that starts to make you the right
2: person. How That's right. Dare you put demands on that person?
3: That is what you're going to. And then here's the thing. Once you get married, once you have found someone that you can build this life with that you've determined they can give me what I want and I can give them what they want and and what I need and what they need, and then you get married, you are never selfish again because you are both serving the life that you've decided to have together, and you're serving one another. And the only way that you can have that full uh, service for one another is if you have been selfish in selecting the person. Do you
0: think that's... But then what I hear is, none of us really know who we are
3: until we find out who we are. Listen, that is just such new age nonsense, okay? Gobbly gobbledygook. I mean... Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein when she was 20 years old. I mean, up wow. until 100 years ago, people were determining their entire life paths, making profound dis- uh, discoveries and decisions by the time that they were 18. But we've prolonged this nonsense childhoods we feel like until we've discovered ourselves at 28 we can't make any decisions like we're much grander creatures than that it's
0: like we're entitled to everything and we end up being responsible for nothing
3: right and that's that's nonsense it's not gonna
0: work then you get nowhere
3: and we do keep learning and we do keep discovering who we are as as we go along like no question lifelong learners Mm -hmm. I mean and and I am a different person now than I was ten years ago, drastically. And, yeah. and that should be the case. But it's also because I made a very selfish decision in who I was gonna marry and and he has helped clarify me and I have helped clarify. But him. it was
0: also principle centered. See, if you had said this is just about Alexis, then you sure. lucked out. Sure. Because <laughs> you happen to find the guy that'll bring you the le to Lexi. Um or is it Lexum? Anywho, but you <laughs> happen to find it. But you didn't just go by the tech. We don't. You didn't do it by. Um, what's the word for that? You, you did it by principle. You right. wanted character. You wanted hard work. Right. You wanted somebody that would accept you your way and help you be well, what you wanted to be.
3: Do you know one of the other things my dad said on that car ride, which is what?
0: How long was that ride? Right? It was very
3: long. Um, we. It was like a couple, a couple hours. You had he, a lot of work. We uh, always, always. I'm That's such. Good. I'm generally such a hot mess. He said. Listen, you're not just choosing the person that you're going to grow old with. You're um you're choosing the person that's going to raise your daughters mm-hmm. and raise your son. So, don't look for what you deserve. Like if you can't get your mind to to a place where you feel like you deserve things, look for what they deserve.
0: Interesting. And, so then go selfless.
3: And holy cow, my so then I was still serving someone. I looked for someone mm-hmm. that my daughter deserved. And and that that was a complete paradigm shift that's for me. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. But
0: that's outside of you. So instead of Instead of just giving yourself up and losing yourself to somebody right. else, what they want, right? You still stayed inside of you and what you what you would want, or what your daughters would want, right? Are you noticing something about your father that he's, I notice? He's brilliant. He's a brilliant, but he is B. He's not gone. You no. keep bringing him up, and because you bring him up, we're all learning from your dad. I love
3: that, man. He's That's not abs- gone. No, he's not. Absolutely, because I, love I that. I'm going to now
0: go use that with my kids. I'm going to take them on. My kids, I do what your dad did, but yes. I only do it to teach them the birds and the bees. And now they're totally <laughs> freaked out to be alone with that. They're like, he always,
3: going, how much more can you teach them? No, seriously. Like they get that
0: panic look when they look back in the back seat and there's no one else with us. And they're like a dog trying to get out of the car. Let me out. Let me out. But your dad is, he, seriously, here's a, here's a rule. Everyone should be entitled to a dad like you
3: had. I love that. I agree. Don't you think? I agree. And, I totally agree. And if you didn't have one, work to to make sure your kids do. Be
2: one and think about
0: your be kids. Be one. That
3: way. Find one. Right. Or
2: just read your stuff. Right. I've got four daughters. I'm hoping I can be as good a dad as your dad. You're was. so
3: sweet. Well, I love your dad. He, I do too. Have you? He was the best.
0: You need to talk about it more. <laughs> <laughs> I really think you do. I mean, you need to write a book. Lessons I, from my daddy.
5: I think
3: that's brilliant. I should. I'll help you. Okay. I'm in. We're gonna co-author so many books and yeah. get and get as many Lexi together. Mm-hmm. Lexums. co Lexum owners.
0: <laughs> I I don't have a Lexus.
3: Well, like the one is so old. My car like, right now. It count when it's that old. My
0: wife right now is at the shop like, getting like our. The one
3: is ten years old. That's like it's like a new Toyota.
0: A ten-year-old car? I'd give my right arm <laughs> for a ten-year-old car. Um, Kate, are you gonna hang around? Yes. You're good. Thanks. I say that every time.
3: I love being here. It's I so love fun.
0: having you here. We'll work on the Musk.
3: Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can address that. Look <laughs> at that taken care of. N-
0: next time, just don't go to a petting zoo before you come. Deal.
3: Deal. It's and not earth. bad. <laughs> earthy.
0: It's earthy. Right. That's a right. great way to put it. <laughs> earthy. Ugh. It's 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 earthy. All right. Okay, <laughs> hey, we're taking a break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap up the show with some quotes on entitlement. Is that what we're doing? That's cool. I like not knowing (laughs) what we're doing in the show till the very last minute. That's going to be a good one. Stick with us, folks. More with Meg. She's going to hang out with us and her muskiness. Uh, Mother Earth musk. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Everybody, this is the Matt Townsend Show in studio. Mother Earth, the musk-wearing What's Meg thing? Conway.
3: I know we're joking about the musk thing, but I'm like, I'm like sniffing because I'm like, do I smell like goat? Like, maybe I do.
0: Just lift your shoulder higher. I don't higher? think I do.
3: Higher? I don't think I do.
0: You don't. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> I, 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 I don't smell a thing, <laughs> but I taste something weird. No, I don't, I don't smell a thing. You smell great. I,
3: Mike's saying something to me, but I don't know what he's saying.
0: But You you know, don't listen to me. <laughs> uh, I walked
5: in
3: there to hand a paper to you Matt,
4: smell
5: it? and it it smelled like kind of hayish. I, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's called earthy. You know,
3: Mike, I am so nice to you. I am the only no, one that's I, nice to you here. My policy is honesty.
5: You
3: uh, know what? Thank you. I'm sorry that I've been working with Maybe I'm going. just jealous
5: of your Lexum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lexum, by the way, those that are just joining us, (laughs) is plural for Lexuses. Lexum. We are talking with Meg Conley, the owner of two Lexi- Listen,
3: I feel like this has gotten out of hand. It has. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It totally has. This is what we call sleepy, tired radio. (laughs) For the truck drivers out there. And we're just trying to get them through another, you know, another couple miles.
3: You can do it, guys.
0: Come on, only 500 more.
3: You can get Nachos. Go to the nachos. Nachos
0: at the next stop. Hey, Sean, uh, we've been we've put something up on Facebook, and yeah, Mike huh? has been tending it. By the way, can I just do a little shout out to my wife, Hun? We're we're here for you. Who's been? She's spent three hours at the shop. Yeah, as they've done a major dance job, pretending like our car doesn't start, but it was started all the way to San Diego. It started for eight years, seven years. Until she took it to the car place to get fixed, and then they couldn't get it to start.
3: Was it being fixed for not starting? Nope. Or Had nothing to do with that. Transmission. Hmm.
0: Weird. And then I think basically while she was saying, okay, well, we're going to just have it towed, take it somewhere else. Right. They're like, oh, it's the darndest thing.
3: It's working. It's working now.
0: <laughs> we just put that one thing on that
3: one thing, and then it works. Why do men do that to women? Could Is we it... talk about that for no, a little while? That's a whole other
0: show. God. Oh, yeah. But it's because we can. <laughs>
3: But you've taught them today,
0: women deserve to not not be taken advantage of.
3: That's right. I'm I'm glad that we're still having to learn that lesson. Yeah, it's a great lesson.
0: (laughs) Hey, uh, one of our Facebook followers wrote this on my Facebook page. Um, Oh, my. I'm having a discussion right now with my teenager who is babysitting and feels she needs to be charging more than double what she is getting because she took an online quiz. And you know how they are. They're always accurate. That if she has to cook and bathe the child, there is more than one. There is more than one. They sh- and there's more than one. They should receive three dollars more per hour.
3: I totally agree.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: And listen, I think you teach your kids. Hey, go out and get what you're worth. Mm-hmm. Charge whatever they'll pay. Like it's the free market. If they yeah, say no, we'll do is. two dollars extra. Okay, great. You got two dollars extra. I teach
0: my kids mm-hmm. to carry a square. Which some of you don't know what that is, but it hooks on your cell phone, and then you can just run credit cards through it.
3: For like when you're babysitting and stuff? Yeah. For real?
0: Yeah, it's kind of creepy.
3: Is that creepy. Do you
0: do you want me to write you a check? And my kids just pull out their square. <laughs> no, let's just run this through the credit card.
3: And wait, double $3? So if she was making $6, that'd be double what she was already making? She's only charging $3 an hour? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy talk. I, I pay my babysitters a, a more.
0: Well, and then you drive them home in a Lexus, so okay, all's well that ends well. <laughs>
2: How much did you charge,
3: Maddie? Do you want to ride in the Lexus? i
1: charge. Totally I, do. I totally hearing. do. Hey, when Maddie. I would babysit, I charge $5 an hour. By the way, this is plus... this
0: was 2 years ago.
1: Yeah, sure. Ish. Um plus an extra dollar per hour for every additional kid. Yeah. So, wow. if you yeah. have 4 kids, you know, I'm making 8 bucks an hour. Right. Which isn't uh, bad. I think that's what I'm making here.
3: I'm but just I mean, <laughs> they're providing they're providing a service. They're working.
0: Yeah,
2: they are.
3: I mean, well, that's a job. You should get paid what you're worth.
2: I agree. We actually have somebody who lives near us who th- they negotiate when they come to the door when a- when the babysitter comes. Yeah, she says, "Okay, uh, you- you're watching my kids for this amount of money. If you do this and this and this, I will pay you this much more and this much more and this much more." Right. Wow.
3: So right. I see. I I think I it's go a great a idea. Flat fee. I like to know what I'm doing because I did have one sitter once. I it was two hours and I hadn't like discussed. She was like 15, and so I'm like, I don't know. Seven bucks an hour. I only yeah. have two kids. Sometimes I do five. I'm like kind of all over the place. Yeah.
0: But what I've I do seen. 10, but she don't... charged
3: me 40 for two hours. And I was Holy like, Holy cow. I was like, I guess I didn't discuss this before. See, that's why. And I was like, Good on you, girl. I've and just was... <laughs> found doing this
0: show, you can get people to do a lot of things for free.
3: <laughs> <Ahem>.
0: <laughs> Even, again, let's just be real. They also smell like goats.
3: Well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to come smelling like axe <laughs> next week, and you guys are going to be even more fired up. <laughs> no, this is the
1: thing, though. I never, when I was babysitting, I never, like, if they just gave me a check, I just took it. I didn't say like, oh, this is how much I charge but you. Could you. Be in charge. I I didn't do that though. Right. And maybe I should have. By the way, whatever that... they could pay me, that's what I I would take because some of them were... Poor newlyweds with a well, little bit of money. They couldn't even change it from time to time. But you at the end of the day, go on. But I never people ask me what I charged yeah. and then you okay, know, you your worth, them. girlfriend.
0: Uh, that, by the way, Shauna, I know who you are, and um, I hope we've answered your question for your daughter. She's underpaid, and what's amazing though is she did a little Google search, and she's figuring that out. That's the problem with these kids today.
3: No, they're, she's a, she sounds like a yeah. self-starter. She's a self-starter. Have her daughter come babysit my kids, and I will pay, I will pay her the extra I think $3. they're actually
0: in another state. I think they're back east.
3: But you know who she is? Yeah. Wow. You really keep tabs on your listeners. I know my listeners. Or you have two.
0: Well, no, there's 14. <laughs> 14 and half of them are family. And then there's that one stalker of yours. Um. Oh. Remember the goat farmer yeah, from goat farmer. Um, Milwaukee.
5: Was that what kind of tone was she trying to take with that comment? Was she for or against <clears throat> that? I couldn't tell.
0: She said, "Oh my!" So that um, obviously Shauna is flabbergasted. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. What do you do? Hey, um, do we have any other quotes here for uh, entitlement?
1: I have a really good one for you.
0: Am I gonna cry?
1: No. Okay. It says, "I don't expect everything to be handed to me. Just set it down wherever."
0: <laughs> that, well, by uh, the way, so sounds like you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, you know, it sounds like Paris Hilton. Like maybe she said that. <laughs> when set she it down like, wherever. <laughs> yeah, and that's
0: Maddie Richards. Paris Hilton.
3: Stop. That it. was
0: a good one, Michael. do You have a quote?
5: Yeah, I've got a few, kind of about responsibility. Okay, I thought were cool uh, as far as entitlement goes. You have to do your own growing up, no matter how tall your grandfather was. Abraham Lincoln. Sure. Steel mine. I'm oh, oh, sorry. sorry. That
2: He's that good. Abe. He's Abe, good. Abe. Abe was way good. I've got another one from yeah, Abe, actually. You cannot help people permanently by doing for them what they could and should do for themselves. Yes.
5: Yes. That's a good, good quote. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was really good. That's why I let you carry your segment, <laughs> I'm not here to carry your segment. Are you You're... ready? Oh, yeah. You got more? Yeah. Go if ahead, you
1: want, If you want children to keep their feet on the ground, put some responsibility on their shoulders.
2: Very good. These are great. That's good, right? Did that come from Matt's site? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, no, who, Pin-
3: Pinterest. <laughs> oh, on, Pinterest. Give me some Unknown, class. Do you know what I think, too, is if you make the responsibility something that lifts them up, like not responsibility for responsibility's sake, but something that is applicable edifies. to their life, something that edifies, something that teaches yeah, them. Yeah,
0: not weighing them down.
5: Otherwise, right. you'll
3: just
0: crush them under the weight.
3: Because I think we see kids that are crushed Absolutely. a lot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
5: I, uh, I made my, my own quote up. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, no. Wow.
0: Hold on. Was that in the Are rules? Are we quoting Mike
5: Pond now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mike, let's hear it. I don't believe you should feel entitled to anything you didn't sweat and struggle for. Mm. Mike Pond. Mm. I think that should be a needle point. Somewhere. Oh, man, Meg's <laughs> <Mac's>
2: crying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Meg? Wait, Mike, oh, I didn't know your last name was Pond. Do you watch Doctor Who?
5: You know what? Everybody asks me about that. And I looked it up on Wikipedia, and I know all about it. There's a character in Doctor Who. But you don't watch Pond- it? It's no. like
3: right up your alley, right? You are entitled to enjoy that show.
5: <laughs> I am entitled. I, I really am. I should.
3: That's all.
2: I have one here. I think that, it, that kind of coincides with your father's teachings. Man. Yes. Everyone is worthy of love except him who thinks that he is. Love is a sacrament that should be taken kneeling.
3: It was very oh. profound how you read that, too. Like, like you paused on the words. Oh, right. It was, it was um, Oscar
2: Wilde. It was artsy.
0: Was that Oscar Wilde? Yep. Hold on. Love is a sacrament you should take kneeling. That's cool. That's your dad. He's a good guy. Did he know Oscar?
3: Um, he and Oscar were not contemporaries. Okay. So. <laughs> I know,
0: but your dad just seems to get around, you know. He just He's multi-generational.
3: I, I just have so, many, yeah, <clears throat> I have so many jokes right now that I'm not no,
0: making. Good. Them. Hold back. Hold them back. Hold them back. Um, so you, did you all learn something? Did, as a team, are we going to be less entitled? I think so. Let's can we just agree there's Do you one think your person
1: team's entitled? I think we have planned an intervention against Matt. Can we just, can oh, we just say like... there's one
0: person on the show that deserves to get what they want? Let's agree who that is. Meg Yeah Sean.
2: Me. Sean. It, Sean thinks it's you. Actually I have one more quote. Okay. From the Bard. Those that much covet are with gain so fond, for what they have not, that which they possess. They scatter and unloose it from their bond. And so, by hoping more, they have but less, or gaining more, the profit of excess is but to surfeit and such grief sustain that they prove bankrupt in this poor rich gain.
1: Is that Shakespeare? Yeah. I don't think Matt understood that.
0: What? <laughs> hey, let's like go to that. Meg for a quick translation, Meg.
3: Hey, guys, work and struggle for things. And someday you too. <laughs> someday
0: you too can have a Lexus. <laughs> Well done, team. You're all entitled to uh, to go have a nice evening of rest.
3: And be loved and be happy. And be
0: loved. And Meg, keep musking it up. Listen. Bring on the goats. You know
3: what? I'm going to bring a goat next week. Too I late. know a guy who owns one.
0: I've got one in the parking lot. <laughs> we're going to come back tomorrow, folks. More tools. Tomorrow we're talking fathers and daughters. We'll talk to Dr. Meg Meeker about her new book and what she thinks of the relationship between dad and his princess. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Notice we didn't do that show when Meg was here. (laughs) But you are our princess, Meg. Thanks for joining us. We're going to be back tomorrow. More tools, more fun ideas to help you find the good life. This is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio.